Hello everyone, welcome to Feathers and Horns Podcast, where we talk about hunting. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about deer hunting. Uh, I am from Missouri, so we're going to go off of that. And I know the pre-rut is kicking in because I'm feeling it, I'm smelling it. Let me tell you what, uh, so the pre-rut's coming in, you guys should be seeing some small bucks walking during the day the bigger bucks should be coming in a little bit earlier than what you've been seeing and you should be getting some challenger bucks some little roamers you know little roamy they roam on the wrong side of the property should be seeing some different bucks coming in too because i know i have so uh, we are going to roll the music and play the intro music and hope you guys enjoy it let's go guys hope you guys like the music and how do you think it was well I but anyways we are going to talk about uh, the pre-rut kicking in uh, I've been seeing a, a lot of activity and the first sign I saw was beginning of this week on Monday uh, let me get my phone and get my calendar. What was Monday? Uh, I've been seeing a lot of rubs and uh, scrapes on Monday the 18th. So, uh, you know, let me know when you guys start seeing the pre-rut activity uh, kicking in. Uh, I started seeing mine the eight, uh, yeah, the 18th. Uh, I see the 18th. Uh, saw a lot of scrapes and I went in there 16th and there's nothing but when I came on the 18th to hunt a little small point small 8 point buck came out that would be good for you the youth hunters to take out so uh, I didn't shoot it we don't have really big monsters on a farm so when I see something legal I usually shoot it but I kind of save it for the youth hunters after youth hunting, it's all mine, baby. So, anyways, let's talk about the pre-rut. What are they doing? Where to hunt the pre-rut? What to look for? And most importantly, if you go on a new public ground or just any public ground, uh, what do you want to hunt on in the pre-rut? So, let's talk about the pre-rut. All right. Uh, uh, the pre-rut is that you want to hunt uh, more on the scrapes right now. Uh, the scrapes are going to be vital and everything. Uh, I had one, what was it, the 23rd, uh, the 21st. I had one the 21st. I got on video and... Uh, no, my bad. I got on the 20th. So the 20th, I, I got some rubbing activity right in front of me. It's probably about 15 yards away. It's so, uh, the same small 8-point. So that was pretty cool. Uh, a little funny story here. Uh, so I was sleeping in my tent. <clears throat> you know, it was all nice and cozy. You know, a little 
little crisp cool air blowing in the tent had a kind of a jacket on you know I was nice and cozy I fell asleep I was really tired for some reason so anyways I fell asleep I woke up and I swear I was choking so here I am in a tent slapped my chest really hard freaking out you know in this one small one person tent it's freaking ridiculous alright I don't know why I even bought it it's stupid never buy a one person tent the windows are so low we basically had to sit on the floor just to see through the window so I'm all crouched anyways so anyways get to the point I thought I was choking so I started slapping my chest freaking out and then I realized I just woke up and when I woke up I looked in front of me and there was a buck alright I don't know how the buck didn't see me but the buck was there the buck was too occupied pissing on the ground making a uh, scrape and rubbing on a tree so I hurried up turned on the camera filmed it it's perfect you know it's a perfect video you know the eight-pointer you know it it'll be a nice one it'll be a nice one for a youth hunter to shoot so I hope it sticks around doesn't get shot uh, in bow season because uh, the rest of the people are kind of in line on the farm not to shoot that one or the other small ones save it for the youth hunters so that's pretty good uh, the neighboring farms I don't know I don't know what they're doing so hopefully it just sticks around us and one of the youth hunters shoot it that'd be an awesome video make sure you guys check out on Facebook uh, feathers and horns on Facebook we got that and feathers and horns on YouTube we'll be posting videos uh, the deer I captured today uh, if you guys are just watching if you guys just like watching the uh, white-tailed deer you know in, in the wild you know perfect shots perfect video I got some I need to uh, upload on YouTube make sure you guys check those out Facebook and YouTube that is feathers and horns so anyways back to the story so the deer was right there I was freaking out didn't see me didn't hear me didn't do nothing it continued to piss on the ground <clears throat> so I kind of walked away and everything got on film perfect but so the part about the story kind of ties into this is uh, when you hunt the pre-rut I would focus on the scrapes alright scrapes is gonna be your main key because right now they are checking those scrapes uh, and everything so so uh, <clears throat> uh, that's what it is in the pre-rut uh, and uh, I would stay away from the field edges uh, that's my personal opinion so uh, you guys may have other opinions you guys may see more on the field edges but when it comes to the pre-rut uh, I would uh, kinda go back in the woods because the bucks are still on the nocturnal phase uh, they're gonna be in the woods a little bit longer and then we get you know kinda you know basically you can't see you can't see crap in front of you so then they come out so uh, I would Focus on trying to find scrapes, rubs, uh, 
and uh, hunt that in the woods. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hunt any scrapes on the field edges because, in my opinion, again, I think that's just a, a, a little social thing where if you're eating, they kind of run the ground and piss. All right, so uh, I would stay away from field edges, field edge scrapes, field edge uh, rubs. Kind of get in the woods. Try to find those scrapes in the woods. Try to find those scrapes in the or uh, scrapes in the woods, rubs in the woods, because those are going to be the crossing point of the bedding and uh, the food source. So I would hunt off that. If you're bow hunting, I would hunt off about 25, 30, 30 yards away. It gives you a nice, clean shot without, you know, going to 40 to 50, kind of pushing it. Some people can't shoot that far. It's okay. You just need to practice. Uh, if you're gun hunting, I would sit about, I don't know, I would say 60 to 100 yards away from it. Uh, and also play the wind. Play the wind, play the wind. Uh, also in the pre-rut, uh, weather trumps over the moon phases. So if the weather, I know I hunted uh, Thursday and it was super windy. Super, super, super windy. And it was a full moon too. So that really didn't help, help me out. But the weather uh, trumps over the moon phases. So remember that. So if it's going to be some good weather, good, nice, chilly weather with light wind, that'd be awesome to hunt. Uh, it don't matter what the moon phase is, they're going to be out. So uh, <clears throat> uh, also the pre-rut, uh, they're looking for uh, high high fat food. So hunt your acorns, hunt your uh, hunt your uh, cornfields. They'll be looking for that in the evening and uh, the early morning. Uh, now also, during the pre-rut, if you do get a full moon, uh, this is my opinion, I've had excellent hunts on full moons in the mornings. Alright, I think, in my opinion, is, uh, um, they're they're going from the food source to the bedding because they were out kind of all night with the full moon so I, that's my opinion you know people can have their own opinions but in my success in my opinion when it's a full moon I try to get out there early in the morning I try to get out there really early in the morning try to walk as close to the field edge as I can so I can blend into the edge of the woods so if they are in the middle of the field or at least on the other side of the field and they're coming at you it's going to be harder to see you so if you can if you can avoid it avoid walking in the middle of the field so i mean it's just like any hunting turkey hunting whatever you know you don't want to walk right across the field you want to try to walk right on the wood edge try to blend in with the surroundings and the environment it'll be much better for you guys so uh, <clears throat> uh right now uh in missouri we are in the pre-rut and the seeking phase so uh what I call my seeking phase is that they kind of, uh, you know, they're they're acting kind of ruddy. They're 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 seeking. So uh, <clears throat> so I mean, and that just depends on you know your locations too. Uh, so we are kind of on kind of the northern Missouri part. 
so right now in northern Missouri, they are in the seeking phase and the uh, pre-rut phase, as I call. And so, <clears throat> so things are kind of getting amped up. I've getting, I've gotten a couple of uh, newbie picks that weren't there, and they're kind of bigger than the bucks that we got on the farm. So, you know, I'm gonna hope. I hope I uh, get some fighting in and uh, see that happen. Cause I think that'd be pretty cool. I've only seen one fight ever since I've been uh, been hunting. And uh, what I call by seeking phase is that uh, I think it goes from end of October into early November. Uh, you're gonna see more mature bucks getting out earlier. So instead of I don't know, I've been getting them about. 3 a.m. to, or, or let's back up, let's go from 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. Now the bucks are starting to come out, and let's say about 8 o'clock p.m., and they're getting out early, like at, or I'm seeing them again, like around 5.50, I want to say, you know, about 5.30-ish to 5.50. So they're starting to move a little bit earlier or later, whichever you want to go to, but uh, that's that's a good sign because that means they're in the seeking phase. They're starting to get out more. The young bucks are actually coming out more in the day. I see a lot of the young bucks out in the day, so it's kind of pushing the mature bucks. Like, hey, yo, this is my territory. That's my girl. You know, we gonna have some problems if we, uh, you know, cross paths. So they getting out too. You know, so, so don't be down if you just see small bucks. Uh, right now. I haven't seen any bucks for me to go out, so I'm not personally going to go out until I start seeing uh, stuff come up. Uh, <clears throat> the, the next phase is that is the rut chasing phase, whatever people want to call it. So uh, now that you know uh, the mature bucks, you know all the bucks. Okay, it's not, it's not just mature. Let's say all the bucks is. Uh, so the chasing or the, or the rut, we all love it, alright, uh, that goes in the early November to, I don't know, mid-November, I would say, and uh, this is whenever the youth hunters had the best hunts, you know, I mean, they, they always had the best hunts, uh, my daughter actually uh, got her first buck, her first, what was it, one, two, three, four, I think it's an eight, is it eight point or ten point, I can't see, one, two, three, four, five, yeah, it's an eight, I think, my, no, I think it's a, no, it's a 10. My first 10-pointer. Sorry, I can't see. Uh, but anyways, uh, she got her first 10-pointer. Now, it's a nice one. She was 8 years old when she shot it. Uh, it was a first time hunting, first time using the scope. So, I'm going to tell a little story about this. And uh, this this is in uh, the rut phase, the chasing phase. So, uh, you know, it was youth season. It's uh, actually youth season's coming up in two weekends. Actually, there's a youth duck hunting this weekend. I'm going to try to film. Hopefully, we get some good footage. Hopefully, we get some, you know, my daughter, uh, two of my daughters uh, get some ducks because we're going to mount the first ducks they shot just like I did. But anyways, let's get back to the story. Uh, so, in the chasing, uh, in the in the rut phase, uh, we actually had a doe and a small six-point come out. I was going to let her shoot this, the six-point, I guess. Uh, in the other field, my dad saw the same bucks. They saw the doe, the six point, the ten point, and then even a bigger buck. But one of the sides was broken off, so it wasn't. It didn't look good. So 
So anyways, I tried to tell my daughter to uh, shoot the six point buck. And so she, you know, she was looking down. And the six point buck, he was on it. I mean, he was, you know, right up her booty, man. And, and sniffing that thing, basically. <clears throat> anyways, I was like, hey, you gotta shoot. You gotta shoot. And she's like, I can't find it. Well, it's her first time using the scope. Alright. So, when she's using the scope, and it's standing right on the edge of the woods, you know, it kind of blends in. And so, the moral story is that six pointer uh, walked away. But then I was like, man. I was like, I'm like well, there goes a shot for getting the deer. And I was really disappointed because I really wanted her to get the deer and everything. So, I put the gun down. As soon as I put the gun down, the 10 pointer came out. I was like, Ugh! you know, I was choking on my own words. I'm like, let it, let it, uh, get up, get up, get up. I was, I was telling her to get up. She just sat there. So, She's like, why? And then she looked up, and I, I mean, her face. I mean, I wish, I wish I had, I forgot my camera. I forgot everything. I feel bad because I, sh because I got my other daughter's uh, first buck on video and everything. And, I just feel bad because I couldn't record it and everything. My phone was dead. It was it was horrible. So I don't want to talk about that. But anyways, uh, so it kind of tried out and I did the like that, but it was louder of course. And, and it stopped and looked right at us. I'm like, hey, you gotta shoot, you gotta shoot. She couldn't find it. She couldn't find it. I was like, oh my god. I want to take the gun, gun off her hand so bad and shoot it myself, but. I didn't. Alright, I didn't. Don't be calling no conservation because I didn't. Anyways, uh, so it started walking off again. I'm like, oh my god. So I did the meh again, but it was louder. And that thing stopped and it looked right at us. I, I, I swear to God, I was looking at my soul when it was looking at me. I was like, yo, you gotta shoot. Lydia, you got to shoot this time. And she, I was like, do you see it? She goes, yeah, yeah. And right when she pulled the trigger, Oh my god, I was so happy. That thing dropped. The bad thing about it is that I think she had buck fever. Because we set out a milk jug the night before. Or the day before. Not night before. The day before. And she was shooting it. You know, eight-year-old, first time shooting with, with the scope. She had a decent pattern, alright? Now, if I was shooting and I have a pattern like that, it would that's sucky, alright? I need to practice more shooting. But for her, it was good, alright? She, she shot the milk jug. I was like, hey, that's a long shot, so that's good. So anyways, she dropped it. She shot in the spine. So, uh, you know, I ran out hooting and hollering and everything. And, uh, it, 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 you know, I think I was more excited. I ran out of the tent first. And I forgot, I had, I had my son with me. He was, uh, how old was he? He was three. He was three. Yeah. I think, or two. I think it was two. Hey, was he two? Hey. Anyways, I think he was two. And, uh, you know, I forgot to get him. He slept through the whole thing. He even slept through the gunshot, which I don't know how. He didn't flinch. He was sleeping on the ground by the heater. We, we had a heater in our blind. Had, uh, my daughter's a, my daughter kind of complains a lot. So, I got out of the tent. I ran over there. I was hooting and hollering. And I, I forgot him. I was like, oh. So I had to run back. I picked him up. And then I had to get the gun, and then my daughter was coming right behind me, and I, I didn't want her freaking out, you know, her first time shooting, first time getting the deer, and I didn't want 
want her to see what the deer was. You know, it, you know, I don't want to freak her out because suffering or whatever. So I went over there and shot it and ended it. So, uh, but I just didn't want her to freak out or anything. So it was so exciting. Uh, the chasing, the chasing phase, and uh, uh, the uh, rut phase is, you know, it, you know, if if you have a kid out, they want to hunt, get them out in that phase because that's amazing. Uh, now I'm from Missouri, maybe from other states might might be different. You want to kind of check, check in with them. Uh, if you guys have any reference, you guys can drop your state down. I can do some check-in, uh, check some sites for you guys. If you don't know how to use the internet or what sites to check, I can check them and see what kind of the rut phase is going on in your area. So, uh, <clears throat> so that pretty much does it on uh, the phase that we are in and going to be coming up. Uh, the next... The next episode I probably talk about is uh, uh since it's I know it's deer season, but duck season's coming up. Uh, duck hunting is my sport. You no, know, you know I'm I'm top duck hunter. Love it. So uh, uh, it's youth hunting. I'm gonna do some. Uh, I'm gonna tell some stories about that. Tell you know how to get into duck hunting. You know, a lot of people say it's really expensive. You know, it's really not. I can I can break it down to you, do side by side comparison on deer hunting and duck hunting, and I, I think I spend more money deer hunting than I do duck hunting. So I'm gonna show you guys how to save some money uh, on deer hunting, how to save some money on duck hunting, and how to set up some decoys, what shells to use, and everything like that. Uh, so the next episode we're going to talk about uh, deer hunting a little bit, uh, but we're going to go into duck hunting since it's used uh, duck season in Missouri, uh, in the north. I think it goes north and middle part of Missouri. So uh, uh, this wraps it up uh, for Feathers and Horns podcast, and I appreciate you guys listening, and thanks for staying. And uh, if you guys don't mind. You know, we got some monthly memberships going on here. Uh, if you go in the the eight point membership or the twelve point membership, you get a free giveaway, or not, uh, you you you'd be entered in a free giveaway. Uh, so whenever we watch hunt videos or some fails, and uh, and try to correct them on what they did and, and whatnot, uh, I have a little spinner. I put your name on there, and spin the spinner, and whoever lands on, they win. They win a, a free scent, uh, um, you know, uh, some scents called maybe. Uh, and then if you're in the top membership, you get better gear, maybe a knife, uh, some ammo. I don't know, ammo's gold, so I'll give away some ammo. Uh, you know, scents again calls, maybe a little better calls, upgraded calls than the than the eight point level. So uh, if you guys want to get that better chance of winning better gear. Uh, also, I can do some uh, a scent lock locker, you know. So save about 300 bucks right there if you win it. So make sure you guys get the membership on the Patreon. Uh, if you want to drop a donation, I appreciate it. Uh, the uh, that's PayPal right there. Drop a donation if you like it. You know, I don't 
have a specific number. You know, you can drop a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars. Appreciate it for and get that membership. Uh, you do get a free sticker and a free shout out on this. The other membership, uh, I think it's free shout out, free sticker, and uh, chance to win on the on the spinner. We do that once a month. And the 12 point is everything everything I said, and you get a free hat, you get a free merch. So make sure you guys check those out. Make sure you guys check out my YouTube and Facebook, uh, Feathers and Horns. I appreciate it. So thanks for listening, and we're going to clock out. Thank you, guys.